Jesus. But whatever. Whatever. Oh, well. Anyways. Uh, should we get rolling? Yeah, we probably should. No, this is Aliens Part 12, right? I'm pretty sure it's Part Let me 12. See. I think I got the thing. I was looking at it today. I don't know how this episode is going to go. This is 100% your episode. Part 11. Yeah, I think we're on 12. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. It's your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 96. Episode number 96. Do you have any players for 96? I can't think of anyone. It's kind of a weird number. Yeah. Uh, 96. I got nothing. It's one of the more forgettable numbers, I feel like, in our yeah. vocabulary. Yep, I can't think of anything. Well, before we get into the news stories, since we don't have anything for the number 96, uh, why don't we uh, do a listener update? Sure. We had our first hit in Luxembourg this week. No shit. Have you ever been to Luxembourg? Luxembourg, Ben? No, have you? I have not. It is a tiny little country that borders between Germany, France, and Belgium. Mm. It's a very small little principality, if you will. Sure. But it's, it is it is its own little independent country. And that brings us up to 30 countries overall. That's incredible. Now, we have had listeners in France, Belgium, and Germany. So I guess Luxembourg was a natural evolution point, if you will. Sure. But I wonder, maybe, I know the European Union can kind of like drive around throughout all the countries without getting stopped a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one person that's was been driving around in that, in that area. That's a possibility. That just can't stop listening. Can't stop listening to the show. So hey, keep on listening anywhere you go. Anyways, thank you to all our international listeners. Like I said, we're up to thirty different countries. I can't Incredible. believe that. Like I don't awesome. even know. I don't know if those statistics are real or not. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're gonna roll with it. Let's do it. And we're gonna appreciate our audiences out there. Germany is still our hottest country outside of the U.S. No so. shit. And the U.K. is picking up. Canada's pretty solid. Nice. Uh, Lithuania for some reason. Oh, all right. Hey, we'll take it. So uh, we appreciate all of you out there. Uh, we were happy to see New Zealand a couple of weeks ago and the Ukraine a couple of weeks ago, which I was a strange one. But hey. Um. Anyways, we're gonna keep it going. So if you guys know any international people that might be interested in our show, please tweet us at Thirty in the. Please let us know. Comment on our Facebook page. Uh, we don't offer translations at this point, but we, that might be coming. Maybe that's a 2024 goal for us. We will get some different languages translating our show for us. Sure. Sure. So, anyways, under the news, what kind of news you got today, sir? Shit, I'm gonna pull them up. I have two news stories. All right, I brought three to the table. I think you're going to have at least one of these. You, you might have both of these, though. So Yeah, there's some pretty crazy news stories out. Yeah, I'm going to count on you having at least one. Okay. Now, I'm going to say real quick, I had as many as six ready to go. I pared it down a little bit, so we'll Shit. see what you got today, sir. Do you want me to go first? Um, Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you what, I'll lead off because I think you have this one. Sure. Come from our favorite UPI Odd News. Sure. Bird breaks world record by flying 8,435 miles without stopping. Damn. Think about that. <laughs> Guinness World Records announced a juvenile bar-tailed godwit broke the world record for the longest non-stop migration by a bird when it flew 8,435 miles from Alaska to Tasmania, Australia. The record-keeping organization said the bird, known by tag number 234684, was wearing a 5G satellite tag when it departed of Alaska on October 11th, 2022 and landed in Tasmania 11 days later Damn. without stopping a single time for food or rest. Guinness World Records said the record was previously set in 2020 by another member of the same species and this year's Godwick broke the record by 217 miles. Eric Wooler of BirdLife Tasmania told Guinness World Records that the record-breaking bird probably lost half or more of its body weight during the continuous day and night flight. 
bites. Short-tailed shearwaters and mutton birds can land on water and feed. If a godwit lands on water, it's dead. It does not have the webbing in its feet. It has no way of getting off. So if it falls onto the ocean surface from exhaustion, or if bad weather forces it onto land, that's the end, he said. So this bird... (laughs) flew 8,435 miles without stopping. That's just, to me, that's... It reminds me of that one guy on our... We we did a a superhuman. Yes. It's like this bird has that weird genetic thing where it just body doesn't get tired. It doesn't get sore. It doesn't get wore out. This this is unfathomable to me. Yeah, this is incredible. 11 days. You're up there for 11 days. You didn't... Now, I could see, like, trying to fly really high and kind of soaring. Maybe you sleep while you're kind of sailing a little bit and then waking up and flapping your wings a little bit and then flying back up there. I don't know. It's probably, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe you get caught up on a jet current. I mean, I feel like you can kind of glide for a while if you're in the wrong, the right, like, jet stream. Like or 11 days? I feel like that's quick. That's, number one, yeah, that's quick. Like, this like is, that bird this is moving. This isn't a jet. This isn't an airplane. Yeah, this is a, like, how, how big is this bird? It can't be very big. It can't big. be that big. Yeah, and you think of, you know, crosswinds and. From Alaska to Tasmania. <laughs> That is unbelievable. That's mind-boggling to me. That's a good news story. I thought that was a fun one for sure. I got nothing more with that. I just... That's awesome. Now, I want to do... I got the flight simulator game on my Xbox. I want to fly that in like a jet (laughs) or something from Alaska to Tasmania. Sure. To see how it goes. So That's funny. Anyways, what else do you got today, sir? This uh, this was published January 13th. This might be the most ridiculous news story I've ever read. This is from Unilad. Uh-oh. All right. To the children out there listening, viewer discretion is advised. Judge was caught masturbating 15 times in court during trial. <laughs> Where was this at? <laughs> We're going to be getting into it here. Oh, God. A former judge who masturbated with a penis pump during trials was sentenced to four years in prison. The Oklahoma judge spent 23 years on the bench and was allegedly caught using the device under his robe. Donald Thompson was forced to retire in 2004 and was later sentenced in 2006. Aged 59 at the time, Thompson was convicted of four felony counts of indecent exposure in his Greek County courtroom and was also ordered to pay a $40,000 fine. His former court reporter Lisa Foster told authorities that she apparently saw Thompson use the device on almost a daily basis during the August 2003 murder trial, which saw a man accused of shaking a toddler to death. Oh my god, that makes it even worse. Insane. She recalled the murdered toddler's grandfather giving an emotional testimony while getting real teary-eyed, and the judge was up there pumping on that pump. It was sickening, the court reporter said. Foster also claimed that she saw the judge expose himself at least 15 times from 2001 to 2003. He was eventually caught as people in the courtroom would hear the shh shh sound of the air rushing through the penis pump after which police decided to take a picture of the sex device under his desk. I was really shocked and kind of scared because it was so bizarre, Foster said. Judge Thompson said the penis pump was given to him as a 50th birthday gift from a close friend he went fishing with. I'm assuming that's not all that they did together. Probably not. The married father of three testified, it wasn't something I was hiding. In 2020 hindsight, I should have thrown it away. He said that he might have absentmindedly squeezed the pump's 
handle while on the bench, but never used it to pleasure himself. At the time, Carmelia Brossett, a senior probation officer for the State Department of Corrections, also said, Thompson's denial of the offense would likely present difficulty, if not inability for treatment providers to provide meaningful and beneficial sex offender treatment. His criminal behavior is not only socially unacceptable, but it is an affront to the judicial branch of government and the legal profession, the court concluded. It goes on, but... I I this think is, we, we, we've gathered all that we need this is for the story. Probably the most ridiculous news story I've ever found in my life. I don't even know where to start <laughs> with that. All I can say is I got done serving on jury duty today, or the, uh, this week. Yeah, how'd that go? I did not get called into the courtroom either time, and I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> because I would not want to be in a courtroom after hearing that story. Yeah. I wouldn't, I'll tell you what, if we if we ran this news story a week prior, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would be sitting there <laughs> wondering what the judge was doing behind the behind the podium. <laughs> like this guy, no pun intended. This guy has some balls. What the fuck is wrong with this, this guy, guy? Has some balls. I mean, I could see if you're out in like Boone County, Oklahoma, or something where there's not a whole lot going on. But this you're, is like you're gonna do this during trial. But that was like like a, like a child murder trial. Yeah, and you're gonna sit back there having fun. I don't, dude. Look at his. Look at his face in this picture. Oh my god, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the type. Dude, unbelievable. So anyways, viewer discretions advised, listener discretions advised on that one. Definitely. Hopefully we don't lose listeners over that Hopefully one. Hopefully not, but, but yeah, I thought oh, that was pretty ridiculous. Oh my god. Do you have anything more you want to talk about with that? Nope, that's it. Following that one's going to be hard, I'm not going to lie. No pun intended. <laughs> Anyways, my next one. This one's going to come from Yahoo.com, but this is going to be via Fortune.com. I guess Yahoo's been cheating and taking Fortune articles and kind of copy and pasting them. But Fortune's all subscription-based, so I don't know how they're getting away with that. It's all bots, man. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's all bots. A Seattle man has been arrested by police and charged with stealing $302,279 in a scheme lifted directly from the hit film Office Space. Have you ever seen Office Space, man? Mm -mm. You might like it. It's a late 90s workplace comedy. It's got uh, Ron Livingston in it. I don't know if you know who he is. And Jennifer Aniston is in it. So a couple of big names. Nice. Uh, it's got that one guy. Uh, you know the movie Platoon? Yeah. You know how there's that one sergeant that keeps getting reassigned to Vietnam? And he, all he wants to do is go home, but he keeps getting reassigned and reassigned and reassigned. Yeah, yeah. He's in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a pretty good movie. Ermien DiGalio, a.k.a. Ernie Castro, is facing two counts of felony theft and one count of felony identity theft. The affidavit alleges Castro ran a series of schemes starting last February after a three-year career with the company Zulily. Officials say he altered the computer code on his employer's systems to reroute a small portion of the shipping charges from customer purchases to an account he controlled. The company's fraud team quickly noted the discrepancy. Then, he wrote another snippet of code that doubled shipping prices for customers, splitting the amount between himself and the company. Netting him $151,000. So think about this for a second. He decided he was going to create some fraud, so he was going to double shipping charges. But he's like, okay, I'm going to cut the company in on this scheme. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit. Ain't a bad idea. In a third alleged scheme, authorities say, Castro had a woman he reportedly met on Tinder to send links to shopping carts full of products, which he bought for pennies on the dollar. He was put on leave in early June and fired soon afterwards. When Castro turned in his company laptop, Zulily found a document entitled Office Space Project. Unbelievable. That detailed a shipping (laughs) scheme. Police say he admitted to changing the code, but says the company was aware of the alterations. 
So he's trying to say, yeah, I did this, but they knew I was doing this the entire time. And that did was, they? It doesn't sound like it. Now, in the film Office Space, a trio of disgruntled office workers take revenge against their employer by moving fractions of pennies into a separate bank account. That amount quickly balloons into an amount that is sure to be noticed by the company. In the film, the scheme is inspired by a similar one in a different movie, Superman 3, which I didn't know that. Hmm. The affidavit says Castro no longer has any of the money he allegedly received from the thefts. He told investigators he invested in GameStop options and lost it all. <laughs> Jesus Lord. So that's kind of funny. Now that is funny. That was a choppier than hell news story, but Office Space is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. I'll have to watch it. It's uh it's like late nineties or two thousand. It's right when Jennifer Aniston was like right at her peak of like acting career. Sure. And it was like it's like how the hell did they get her to do this movie? It's such a <laughs> dorky movie outside of that. That's funny. It's got, uh, you know, Napoleon Dynamite, you know, Rex Quando. Yeah. He's in it. Hmm. He's got a good role in it. It's just about, like, like office burnout, basically. And uh, these guys that come up with the scheme. And the scheme is actually pretty, it's pretty well thought out that yeah. they end up hatching in the movie. But there's so many funny little one-liners. There's shit that I say probably every day that's from that movie. And you probably pick up on some of it. That's funny. Uh, <coughs> the one character. Have you ever heard of the singer Michael Bolton? Mm-hmm. There's a character named Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, man, I had a normal, cool, good name until I was about 12. And then this guy took off and <laughs> ruined my life. <laughs> so funny. It's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a fun movie for sure. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, have you ever seen the Jump to Conclusions, Matt? Have you ever heard of that? Nope. It's just Matt with all these conclusions on it. If you don't know what to do, you, you jump to a conclusion. Yeah. But you actually jump. <laughs> That's where that came from. That's Anyways, funny. Uh, what kind of news you got? You got any more? Stop me if... I don't think I've done this new story before because it's not very old. It's only a couple of days old, but I I read it a couple of days ago and it makes me feel like I've already done it. Uh-oh. So let's make sure I haven't done this. This is coming from Fox News. Sure. Texas high school football players hospitalized after coach forces 400 push-ups as a punishment. <laughs> Texas high school football players were reportedly hospitalized after their coach forced them to do 400 push-ups in an hour as a punishment. Rockwall Heath High School head football coach John Harrell is being accused of requiring his players to perform the rigorous task. He has been put on administrative leave as a third-party investigation is underway. This all came from a letter the school sent to parents, Fox 4 News Dallas Fort Worth reported. The mother said her son was forced to do 300 to 400 push-ups and was not allowed a water break. The Dallas Morning news reported. Her son was hospitalized for rhabdomyolysis, <laughs> which can cause kidney damage or failure. As a parent, we send our kids to school trusting that they will be cared for at the highest level. That has been the case until this unfortunate event, the parents said. The paper said at least eight student athletes were hospitalized after the incident that occurred last Friday in an athletic class. Rockwall Heath administrators said they learned of the incident on Monday and acted swiftly. There's a lot more to it, but we get the gist of it here. I'm sorry, I don't feel bad for the kids. <laughs> We're all consequences of our choices. Yeah. You weren't for you're never forced to do anything. That's true. You might have consequences for choosing against what the coach wants you to do, but I don't feel bad. Four hundred four hundred it's not even It's not reasonable. It's not a reasonable amount. No. But it's also not reasonable for the kid to feel like he's forced to comply. Sure. Do not comply, children. No, I feel like there's probably some idiot out there who's like, man, when I played football back in 1956, I did 500 push-ups every night. Sure. Yeah, right. So. No. Yeah, that's a that's a ridiculous amount. No, I, the, I, coach, the coach has got to know better, especially in today's day and age. Like, did the coach actually believe that the, the kids would actually do that? 400? No way. At the same time, it's like, if you're trying to get your team ready to go, I feel 
feel like 400 push-ups. I mean, they're all going to be out for the season with yeah, torn pectorals. Have torn pecs. You can't. You're going to lose an entire season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no way. I don't know. That's like, what did the coach? What was he planning to accomplish? More discipline? Like, like think about how long the practice would have been extended. Like, did, like normally, do these punishments happen like after the practice? Well, here's the other thing too: is in a lot of high school sports, there's are rules in place by the conference or the state in terms of how long practices can go. Yeah, like, it's this, like you, you I, can't I feel be like on this the field. Would take hours. Like the coach cannot be on the field with the players more than X amount of hours per day right well i wouldn't be wasting this on and this push-ups. shit it's like you want the kids to be in shape yes you absolutely do but there's a lot there i feel like there's more productive ways to inflict discipline even if you needed to discipline the kids a little bit sure wind sprints run those i'd rather run them all night right with water breaks that way they're at least doing something right this is more just like wasting time yeah that was absolutely ridiculous anyways that's an interesting news story about we'll to follow up on that one you had some weird news stories today it's not yeah, your normal dosa uh, no it's animal not. escapes or <laughs> World records, but uh, I think we're going to make do. Now, I got one more real quick before we get in, into the main topic. And this is going to kind of play on our main topic. So, it's an interesting uh, news story. Sweet. This is going to come from the HoustonHerald.com, which I guess is a pretty reputable Houston based newspaper. I think they're a weekly publication, but they got a website as well. Cool. This is crazy, though. And this is one that I cannot believe we haven't talked about before because this is about 10 days old. And I can't, I bet you you haven't seen this news headline out there. No, I saw this news headline first at work because we have the Microsoft. Edge browser at work. I don't know if you've seen that or heard mm-hmm. about that. So the automatic, and I haven't messed with the browser at all. The automatic homepage is their version of whatever their news, whatever is. Yeah. So I always click through the headline just to see if there's anything crazy going on or whatever. And every once in a while there's something crazy. And this is where I actually first saw this headline. Hmm. Suspected UFO shot down over Russia. I feel like I did see this. This is all over the place. <clears throat> but it's not getting like main, main, mainstream media coverage. Yeah. A mystery object described by one local news outlet as an UFO has been shot down in the southern Russian region of Rostov. Vasily Gulabev, the governor of Rostov Oblast, told on Telegram that a small-sized object in the shape of a ball had been discovered flying in the wind mm. at an altitude of about one and a half miles on January 3rd. With the object spotted above the village of Sultan Salah in the region's Mayan Nikovsky district, Gulabev said the decision was taken to liquidate it, which I guess would be to disperse sure. force upon it. I urge everyone to remain calm. To ensure security, all forces and means are involved. The sky is covered with anti-aircraft defenses, he added, without specifying what the object was. In reporting his comments, local news outlet Piviet Rostov carried a headline that said, A UFO in the form of a ball was shot down in the sky. Telegram channels that night described how air defense systems in Rostov have been operating. The channel Osto Rosenza Novosti, which translates roughly into Caution News, <laughs> published a video sharing a shining object flying and then exploding in the sky. Look, another one has gone, someone has heard saying in the clip, which was captioned, Another video of the work of Rostov Regional Air Defenses. <laughs> A witness told the channel how there was a very strong explosion and that everything in the house shook. We realized that the air defenses were in operation. Rostov borders the Sea of Azov, which is connected to the Black Sea by the Strait of Kerch, a strategic location for both sides of the war in Ukraine. Since the start of Vladimir Putin's invasion, the oblast in Ukraine has been a subject of regular shelling and drone attacks. So, Russia saying they shot down a UFO... <laughs> 
and no one is coming out and saying otherwise, which is the crazy aspect of this one. So have they recovered this? And here's the issue is when you read that statement from the guy, he said that they liquidated it. I don't know what the hell liquidated <laughs> means, but it doesn't sound like there's much to recover at that point. So it got all destroyed. Pretty they, much. They that's can't really I'm, decipher what it is. Kind of what I'm gathering. Gotcha. But this comes in terms of, and I had like three different alien related news articles. I was going to bring this out and it'll be the best of the bunch, but there's a lot of shit that's being seen up there. When he said liquidated i was like did they melt it well i mean <laughs> i couldn't i don't know what's that movie was it spider-man spider-man one the toby Maguire version where uh they throw that grenade and you they turn all the people into like sand or something or dust do you remember that uh, I, yeah i think so maybe no. that's what liquidated means it's like to make liquid like Sure. Anyways, I, we're, we're, we're off track. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Pat, what is the main topic? Now, this is going to be a bad episode this no, week. No, no, no. This is 100% Pat's episode. We'll see about that one. Um, Pat is the expert on this topic. We're going to be going back to one of our old favorites. We're going to be doing Aliens. Part 12. The Dirty Dozen Alien episode. <laughs> yes. As you may or may not know, on this podcast, we have enjoyed discussing the concept, the idea, the hypotheses surrounding extraterrestrial life in our in our world or in our universe. Yes, we have. And on multiple occasions. We've covered a lot of different topics, but the more that we cover, the more that we realize there is to talk about. Isn't that right, Ben? That is true. Yes. So today on this episode, we're going to be talking more or less about what alien life is actually going to look like. Let's say, for example, for whatever reason, science comes out tomorrow and says, we found this or these people, this race found us, what are they going to be like? What kind of what kind of creatures are we talking about? Hmm. Because it's like for alien life to exist, it's got to be some form of intelligent whatever. Right. Like we could find all sorts of minerals in the world. And we have found minerals that don't exist on Earth on like asteroids and other shit. Right. No one gets as excited about that. What people are excited about is a creature, a plant, a fungus, bacteria, something that's alive. That right. actually represents life beyond Earth. Sure. Because as of right now, we don't actually have it. Right. So, so diving into this discussion. Ben, do you have any initial thoughts on this topic? So, this is kind of where, I don't know, it's... It's pretty much impossible to say what they would look like, but this is kind of how I think about this. Sure. So they say there's at least, what, 20 million Earth-like planets in our solar system alone. That seems to be a... Like 20 to 40. 20 to 40 seems to be a pretty... (laughs) (laughs) And where the hell they came up with that number, I have no idea. I don't know. But 20 to 40 seems to be a pretty reasonable number when you think about it, and it seems to be a pretty popular number when you research it. (laughs) Right. So... If the outcome of evolution as we know it is somewhat predictable as we know it sure then i would say that life on other planets probably evolved similar to ours yeah as far as but here's the thing these other earth-like planets probably have different levels of you know gravity temperature light from the sun you know atmospheric conditions atmospheric conditions yada 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 so through evolution if these are other Earth-like planets, they probably had to evolve similarly to our evolution here on Earth. And they probably have different atmospheric 
conditions as we as we just said you yep. know gravity temperature light yada 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 and they would have to evolve in their own environment just like we have over the course of the last four billion years whenever the hell i, I guess earth has been around four billion years right yep. and the universe is around has been around 14 billion years something like that something like that as far as we know so they might not look exactly like us but there's certain chemicals around the universe that are necessary for life sure as, as far as we know which those are freaking uh helium carbon and oxygen yeah pretty much and proteins and dna's and, pretty and, much. and things like that yep so that being said they got to be pretty similar to us now how they would present themselves to us i personally think if they were miles ahead of us in intelligence that they might first appear to us as machines because how the hell do they know what our planet is like how how they would be able to survive sure you know they they probably wouldn't know that right away so they would they might want to send machines at first unless they created us and they already know sure that's another one too sure so you're gonna say machines might be well we might be seeing like evidence of machines on evidence towards if we can tell that something's mechanically created we would probably assume that alien intelligent whatever created it. Sure. Right? Yeah. Maybe all these asteroids that we have are their spy satellites that they're sending to us. That's possible. But they're created in such an intelligent way that we would never recognize them as being anything other than a natural phenomena. Right. And it could be that the aliens themselves are the machines. Yeah, I've seen this. I heard an idea about digital life. Sure. Yeah. So you can you can add in whenever you're ready because I have I have more shit that I can tap into. Yeah, I'll get into what I had prepped up. So I didn't realize that there is a science, an actual science out there that talks about this. Sure. It's called astrobiology, mm-hmm. and it's basically an interdisciplinary scientific field that studies like it takes like evolution and like distribution of life and studies it with like a projection towards the future with a combination of the the past. Sure. Now the one thing that science Science has not been able to answer, which is where religion comes in. Religion answers it probably better than science does, is how did it all start? Everyone postulates the idea of this cosmic mixture of whatever this soup the soup bowl of elements that something an asteroid the right asteroid popped in at the right time and all of a sudden poof something started the chain reaction of life right realistically i mean think about that just think about that for a second use common sense and apply that that's as good or as bad as any other creation myth out there ever it just is right so we don't know how the hell this entire thing started religion says there was a god a higher being extraterrestrial people that believe that aliens created humans also believe in that same exact concept to an extent (laughs) right so existing somewhere on that spectrum you don't nobody knows nobody really knows nobody can confidently say unless faith dictates that you have to say x y and z and then it became a self-replicating molecule exactly Somehow. like like which basically sparked the seed to everything that is alive today which that's why you can't to me that's why any idiot can't say no to even if they don't like the principles of a religion you cannot rule out intelligent creation of life sure you can't rule out that maybe there's a higher power out there somewhere that we don't understand that's you, you that's, literally that's outside of it you literally just cannot rule that shit out i'm sorry so but then the question becomes well, where the hell the higher power come from and it's like well my brain just broke trying to think about that one right so <laughs> so anyways but given what we have access to we have got one place in the entire universe that has life and it's where we're at right now it's right here so we're basing every single thing that we're trying to do off of well this is how it works on earth so it must work everywhere else or the idea must work exactly so these people get into the science and i did not realize how expansive this science is like i was watching a netflix documentary out there right now that talks about this topic it's called alien worlds it has four different episodes and the episode are kind of cool but they're kind of weird at the same time it's like sci-fi meets the discovery channel is pretty weird <laughs> 
But it's like, well, we think there are certain rules out there. But again, there's nothing to challenge these rules by. So people assume that, okay, well, aliens might have two eyes. Because the vast majority of animals out there, at least animals bigger than insects, have two eyes. Right. But why would that be? Is that an Earth thing? Is that just... Uh... I have I have actually something on that. From Go ahead. A, Jump from right From a in. podcast. So yeah. you, you ever heard of Lex Friedman? Heard the name, definitely. Yeah, he's like a... <clears throat> He's like an AI scientist. Well, he has his podcast. He has a bunch of people come on. It's kind of like a Joe Rogan sure. type show. Sure. You know, long form. And he had this guy on. His name was, uh, his name is uh, Michio Kaku. You ever hear that guy? Oh, yeah. Michio. Michio. He's one of my favorites. Yep. American. Uh, he's a physicist, futurist. He's got this long white hair. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And in this clip, he, Lex Friedman basically asked him, um, would aliens be significantly different than us? And his answer was pretty, was pretty good. So... Michio goes over three things that make that makes our species intelligent. One is our eyesight, like you just mentioned. Sure. Because we have the eyes of a hunter, and predators are usually smarter than prey. Because predators have to learn how to scheme, hide, be self, be stealthy, know how to deceit, things like that. You gotta be smart to hunt. Prey operates on instinct. Yes. Like tigers and lions. Eyes in front of their head. But then he goes into talking about rabbits, how their eyes are on the sides of their head, and basically all they can fucking do is run. I had a fucking rabbit sitting at my house today. So I got my porch, I got a wall that extends out, and I got like a little bush that's completely barren. This rabbit was sitting there just like scrunched up like this <laughs> as I walked in the house. It didn't move. It was just sitting there like this. It was like fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, I was about to throw something at it just to fuck with it. But I decided not to because I would be Damn bunnies. Animal abuse. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. And the second, he said, is the thumb. Hand-eye coordination allows you to manipulate your environment, shit like that. And the third is language. Now, most most animals, he goes into explaining like the bear, the mother bear and the cub, they don't, they don't communicate to avoid the hunter. They just have to learn like what the, what the fucking hunter is. Like they're not passing down information to the next generation. Sure. Is what I'm saying. So they don't, they don't have much of a language. Exactly. They don't speak it good like we do. Exactly. So those are the three criteria for intelligence. Eyesight, opposite thumb, or possibly a tentacle and language. Sure. Now, how many animals have all three of this? I've got two different lists of animals animals that I brought to the studio today because I thought this topic was going to come up. Well, the only animals that have all three of these are us, humans. Yeah, looking at my list, I guess I could agree with that. So he claims that if we were to see aliens from outer space, that they would more than likely be descendants from some type of predator and was able to manipulate their environment and was able to pass down information to the next generation. I guess that does make a really good point. That does make a good point. Now you can continue, but that reminds me of something. Sure. And they they might not necessarily look like us. And um, because in the future, humans will more than likely become more cyber cybernetic and genetically enhanced. Probably in the next couple hundred years honestly yeah unfortunately and you know there could be a time where we become one with the robots instead of competing with them see i'm terrified of that concept but whatever yeah it's terrifying so it could be that the aliens are extremely cybernetic and genetically advanced by this point sure at some point you know the aliens are probably cybernetic and uh genetically advanced already right now sure i guess that makes a lot of sense and 
you know, what's possible is they could be future us. They could be coming back in time. See, I had that down on my uh, on my list of questions to ask. Are are they time travelers? Oh shit! I'm sorry. No, that's good. It's good. That we're, let's <laughs> jump in. So, are they are are aliens human? Tri- is that the most likely thing that we're gonna see? So it's weird. So Elon Musk said something about this. So he was like, if aliens are real, then they probably don't have the technology yet to reach us because we haven't really seen them. I mean. There wow. are people like there. There isn't hard fact evidence as of right now for what we know as as the public. I don't know what the fuck the government's got. They're not going to say shit. Well, the Russians have shot one down. So the Russians just shot one down. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, I get what you're saying though. And if there's no aliens at all, that's actually pretty scary because then we probably will destroy ourselves in the future before we became an advanced civilization. If the aliens are us, if the aliens were to be us, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. But obviously not, because if we got to that point where we could time travel, then something worked out. That's true. I was trying to go back and fix something. But I also kind of think that the whole we're an apocalyptic species is kind of a little bit overblown. Just a little bit overblown. Yeah, I f- yeah, for sure. Because I feel like they would want us to hate ourselves. That way we kill ourselves off easier. Right. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Do you think they would come in a form of aggression or peace? Well, let's go back to what you were talking about. Because you brought up a point that I kind of stopped you on to just oh, comment on. Sure, go ahead. Let's go back to that for a second. You're asking would they come in a form of aggression or peace? And you were talking about how an alien likely be a predator. And exactly. humans kind of had to evolve by floating the line between predator and prey because physically speaking, humans are on the weaker side of animals. Sure. Like you're a chimpanzee versus a human. The chim- I, I, I'll put my money on the chimpanzee a hundred times out of a hundred. A chimpanzee versus Mike Tyson? I'm going with the chimpanzee. hundred percent. So, I mean, you think about like our best fighter is probably Mike Tyson. An average chimpanzee is probably going to kick Ass. I hate to say it. 100%. If they're prompted to it. Yes. Now, Mike Tyson can use his brains to outwit the chimpanzee when it comes to a physical fight. The chimpanzees got him all day. And then you look at a tiger, for example. The chimpanzees are our closest relative. That's our closest comparison. And then and an average chimpanzee is going to beat the best that we got. Yep. Tiger is going to destroy us if it comes to pure physical combat. Oh, yes. Elephant. Even I'll take a fucking humpback whale over a human. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so there aren't a lot of animals. Like even a deer. I think like a deer or a moose. A moose in combat. You're not, humans not winning that. Right. If it's a hand-to-hand combat, forget about it. So, with that in mind, humans have had to float the line between being a predator and prey. They're on the predator side, but they're not the best predator. So they use their brain to become the best predator. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Now that could be the implementation of tools and traps and whatever the hell it took. Yep. And fortifications. So, if anything is going to come to see us, it's a predator. Yep, it's I agree. It's a pretty fucking good one. <laughs> so we're going to circle back to your question of, well, are they going to come in peace or aggression? I would assume aggression. Probably. Now I'm going to circle back to another thing that we were talking about kind of briefly with the animals. Back to that. We look at some of our smartest animals. So humans are considered to be the most intelligent animals. Predators. Dolphins are pretty much universally accepted on next on the list in terms of their problem solving capabilities things that they've been able to demonstrate in the wild, etc. Now nobody really thinks of a dolphin as a predator. I don't really know like what their diet is. I think they probably eat small fish. I know they got teeth. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they are king of the ocean. You never think of the dolphin as the king of the ocean. Right. So thinking about that for a second, you consider humans maybe the king of the earth because of how much they control the earth, basically. You don't really say the same about dolphins. Sure. So maybe dolphins are as intelligent as humans, but you wouldn't think about them as a predator necessarily. They don't really have the traits of a predator. So alien life reaching but us. can dolphins manipulate their environment? Yes, they can. They don't have thumbs. They use their noses. <laughs> and I was reading this article about this before I came over here, which is why 
why I'm talking about it, about how they, like, know how to go digging for, for, like, shit. And I guess there was a situation where there was a construction site in the ocean out there, like, on an oil rig or something. And they took their hunting grounds and immediately moved, like, just, like, a little bit east to hunt. But they would come back, but only, they figured out the schedule of the construction. So they'd only come out, they'd only come hunt over there during off hours and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of evidence that, yes, they can manipulate their environment. It might not be to the extent that we'd expect humans to do, but they can do it. Well, something obviously worked in their evolution because they're still around. Exactly, and they're pretty they're pretty powerful. If survival of the fittest is correct. Sure. Now we'll say let's put we'll we'll say dolphins are our most comparable to humans. We'll say humans are one, dolphins are two. Just as far as intelligence, or are yes. you talking like intelligence, anatomy, and stuff? No, no. Although they are both mammals, they are both mammals. Yes, they are so, mammals. Yep. Um, but with that, with all that being being said, you wouldn't expect dolphins to go out and colonize a space anytime soon you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean right so that predator prey thing dolphins might not be prey they might not be predators but they're definitely not going out colonized space right ravens on the other hand which are the third smartest animals they're pretty fucked up like, they're crazy they are they know all sorts of shit like they can like solve problems there's this crazy video on the internet of this raven fucking with these cats like it's, it's, it's pretty crazy well, they, yeah. they fuck with people like they literally get in the people's heads and they can just like play games with you it's fucking crazy and then pigs i didn't realize how i mean everyone i've heard that i've heard that pigs are really intelligent pigs can play video games they've had pigs sitting there <laughs> playing video games and are able to handle it so you look at the list i mean you got bonobos on the list you got elephants on the list now elephants are pretty fucking smart sure they are i would say they're on the higher end of like social understanding i would say dogs are really high up there now dogs are not dogs do dumb shit a lot but when it comes to understanding human emotions dogs are very intelligent elephants have i would probably guess are the most intelligent but some animals think, so like monkeys, gorillas know that they are gorillas. Sure. And monkeys know that humans are not gorillas. But I don't believe dogs are smart enough to know that we're not dogs. I just think they think we're yeah, the top dogs. That's, I would agree with that. And I think a lot of animals are that way. I would agree with that. And uh, yeah, I would say that humans and dogs is probably have a, more of a emotional connection, if you will, or whatever the hell that physical matter is that creates that bond or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah it's like dogs can be intelligent when it comes to understanding people they can be intelligent for reasoning out how to manipulate people very well Mm -hmm. but are they gonna go out there solving problems not necessarily now (laughs) the other thing that i had going on unless you're fucking scooby-doo well he was a different case sure i wish he was here right now anyways (laughs) did he die (laughs) i I was thinking where are you oh and then i was like i wish you i wish he was here like like the pink Floyd song wish you were here right um so i was looking at birds real quick though because we got ravens, African gray parrots, and pigeons and crows all on the list of the smartest animals. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, I get the list of the dumbest animals. <laughs> I've got ostriches, flamingos, turkeys, and cockapoos all on the list of the dumbest animals. Turkeys are stupid. So <laughs> they're not really helping their cases. Like I figured birds would probably be pretty smart, but ostriches are stupider than shit. Flamingos aren't. I know flamingos were dumb as fuck, but they're not smart either. <laughs> turkeys forget about it they don't know what the hell's going on man you ever see the wild turkeys running around yes they're so stupid they're so dumb <laughs> 
And could you imagine it's like you're a representative of the entire bird race and you're the one that humans have a holiday <laughs> dedicated to because right. they're so easy to kill and eat. Anyways, so I kind of went off the rails with that. No, but, no, that was good. But of that entire list, who's going out in the space? I would say humans are the most likely and then probably pigs. I mean, who else is going up there? If they can run a computer game. They can play video games, could, yeah. Yeah. No, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. I I feel like I kind of agree with uh, you know because because some properties have to be universal like DNA and protein and the three chemicals that basically make up life. Sure. So evolution has to be somewhat kind of the same if they're on other Earth-like planets specifically. Exactly. Agreed. Because there's no evidence like what kind of life lives on Jupiter? It's all gas, right? What kind of life lives on Venus? Like what can live what, what what can live in those environments i mean have it no would idea. have to be there would have to be a combination and or an abundance of a certain element that operates how we operate with water and oxygen that's a physics beyond yeah what we know about then but the other thing that people forget about is that like nitrogen composes more of our atmosphere than oxygen does but we don't think about oh man i need that fucking nitrogen to keep me going nobody thinks right. about that it's all about the oxygen so there have to be a combination of things, I guess. Now, but if it's an Earth-like planet, it has to have it would have to have Earth-like water, properties, water and oxygen in abundance. It, it they would have to have land because they gotta fly their ship off something. Well, that's that's if we we're talking about aliens coming to see us. Sure. Why don't we flip the script for a second? Why don't we talk about what are we most likely to go out in there and find? Because there's a possibility that we're the ones that find something out in the universe before aliens come and say, "Hey, what's up guys that's true that's true so let's rewind it back for a second in our solar system we've got eight planets plus pluto was nine a couple of Ceres and uh the other couple that are out there fourth planets and then you got like a hundred moons or something there's probably like 25 bodies where you could like be like hey life could exist here in theory between the planets and the moons and the dwarf planets and whatever sure so let's say one of those had something what do you think it would look like Bacteria, fish, fungi, protozoa. I mean, I would assume some type of bacteria. Sure. That's where everyone kind of starts with. Be- because they found different shit on asteroids, haven't they? Not on asteroids, technically speaking. They have found stuff. There have been stuff that they found, like, with meteorites that have crashed to the Earth. That's been kind of just like, eh, I don't know if we're going to talk about this right now. There's been evidence of bacterial life that has been found on extraterrestrial bodies before. Evidence. Not pre-cut proof, but evidence that bacterial life might have existed here. Sure. There was one that happened in 1996, back when Clinton was the president, and it didn't get a whole lot of coverage. It got mostly bullshit coverage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's been shit out there that's been kind of like that. But there hasn't been anything cold-cut. Here's a body. Body, here's a fossil, whatever. Right. There's a Dan Brown book I'm reading, though, called uh, Deception Point, hmm. which is written back in the early, I think it was written before 9-11. It's like about a presidential campaign race where it's like the whole thing's about, like, do we defund NASA or do we not defund NASA? I'm reading this book, and I'm like, man, that must have been simple times. It's <laughs> the biggest political, the country is completely divided in this political race, all because of fucking NASA and what kind of budget <laughs> they're going to get. It's like, could you imagine how simple life would be if we lived in that world? That would be fantastic. 
But I'm reading this book and it's kind of entertaining because according to the book, it's like NASA, and it's a fictional story, but NASA was up in the Arctic and they unearthed this asteroid that they were wanting to go check out that landed like 800 years ago or something. And it got buried in snow really quickly. And when they dig it up, it's full of alien fossils. But it's all insects, but it's like huge, like two foot long, like ants and shit like that. That's sweet. So that's what that's the premise of the book. And it's like, we have this discovery. How are we going to disseminate it? And then they got the president, who's a pro-NASA person that's going to use this as a political pawn against his enemy who's an avid anti-NASA. I'll have to download that. It's a it's an interesting it. it's an interesting little premise. But in the story at least, the extraterrestrial life is all insects. Hmm. Interesting. And I don't know, I didn't finish the book yet, so I'm still working on it. But. So do you think do you think there's actual uh beings out there? Or is you think do you think there is just insects? I think there's actually aliens out there. I'm confident that there are So what do you think they look like? I think there's a combination of shit. I think that um, when it comes to intelligent life that we would understand, I would say the majority of them are probably similar-ish to us. I'm not saying the same number of fingers and toes. I'm not saying even the same number of limbs. Although I guess there is research out there that says that two limbs makes the most sense. Yeah. But when it comes to the brain to body ratio, I think humans got it pretty much figured out in terms of what is necessary to do this type of shit. Sure. I feel like humans, if you, if, if you took the entire human race and funneled all of its resources completely towards space travel i feel like we'd be able to do it within a millennium sure. within a thousand years you'd be able to go to alpha centauri and all that place if you if you take everything that the race has to offer and dedicate it towards that goal sure now that would never happen but if you wanted to do that if you had the power to do that and make would, it happen would that mean the end of 4 30 in the morning well we would be the space entertainment ah. <laughs> blasting you through the galaxy with 4 30 in the morning this is your boy ben Anyways, but I was just, I, I think, I think reasonably, you could reasonably, I, if you take every single resource that Earth has to offer and our source system has to offer, combine it with a one direction motive of the human race towards that goal, I think it could happen. Like, who's to say they're advanced right now? Who is advanced? The aliens. Who's to say they're, they're, who's to say Nobody's they're. Nobody's to say anything. Who, I'm who, also, who, who's saying they're intelligent right now? I'm also not advocating that we do what I'm talking about, because I don't think, I don't like one direction or anything, but. Sure. Except for the band. The band's pretty dope, but... We're going to have to cut that. This is a rough episode. <laughs> this might be our worst one yet. But you, you put the timeline together. You figure the universe is roughly 14 billion years, according to the really smart people that we don't know who they are. Sure. Earth's only 4 billion years old. 3.94. Have they ever heard... Is it 3 point... Is it 4 or 5 or something like I that? I usually hear 4. 4, 3.9. I think I heard 3.9 today, so 4. So 4. So there's got to be planets out there that might have been 8 billion years old. Exactly. So maybe those civilizations are already powerful enough to go out and do the shit that we're, we're doing. Right. Because humans have existed in such a microscopic time frame within the grand scope of things. Yeah, they could have been... They could have been around since before Earth was around. I mean, we were literally went from horse and buggies 200 years ago <laughs> to going to the fucking moon. Right. I mean, we talked about that before, but I would say with that trajectory, yes, absolutely, humans could do it. So if humans can do it, why can't anyone else? I agree. Now, maybe communism's more prevalent or fascism. I think it feel like, I feel like if you're going to have a spacefaring race that's dedicated towards spacefaring, it'd have to be a fascist dictatorship. Sure. So you have some alien Mussolini guy out there getting the entire thing set up. I don't know. I feel like we kind of lost our... Well, 
lost our track with it's this. Possibility. One. It's a possibility. I actually asked all the questions I had written down. So, <laughs> anyways, if you have any ideas as to where alien life would come from or what it would look like or how it's most likely to be discovered by us on Earth, please tweet us at 30 in the. Please let us know. Comment on our Facebook page. Anyways, do you have any more ideas for this episode? Nope. That's basically what I came up with. I feel like we kind of lost our way a little bit with this one, but maybe this might hey, be a rough one to edit. Not all who wander are lost. That is from... That's from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yes. Is that Galadriel? I thought it was Gandalf. That's Galadriel. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Or it could be Eowyn. I don't know why I thought that was a Gandalf quote. I've always had that being a Gandalf quote. But, I'm going right. to figure that out. You're the Lord of the Rings expert, so... If you know where that quote is from, please put us at 30 in the... Anyways. <laughs> It's been a long day. It's been a long couple of days. Out in, uh, yeah. This is a good episode, though. This is a fun one. Definitely. Uh, check out our all of our past Alien episodes, too. We, we seem to get good reviews on those. Yeah, so those seem to be very uh, popular episodes. Uh, episode number seven, or Aliens Part 7, which is episode 50. It's our third most popular episode. The only ones that are more, pop- more popular than that are the first episode and the landscaping episode. So it's pretty safe to say that episodes 50 is probably our... And it's What's funny is we always thought that was our worst one. Oh my god, I thought that was such a bad episode. I've only listened to it like three times, probably. It is. I won't lie, like the third time I listened to it, it was pretty funny. Some of the shit that we said was funny. I'll have to re-listen to it but for a while. I was. I think I was drunk when we did that one. I think it was hammered. <laughs> Because <laughs> we did it at my house, so I didn't have to worry about driving or anything. So I was there. You go. I was a little toasted, and I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I started rambling about shit. You and I got in a fight before the episode started. <laughs> shit, I don't remember that. We got in a fight over TJ Watt before the episode started. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. And I thought I walked out of there. I was like, man, the podcast is over. This is the worst episode we ever did. And I ended up getting so many listens. Like I can't figure it out. <laughs> So funny. Anyways, uh, we have fun doing the show, though. Not every episode is going to be a home run, but uh, I thought the last episode was okay. Did you get a chance to listen to that one yet? No, I, I honestly forgot about it's, it. Uh, it. I thought it came together all right. I'll have to listen to it. It was tomorrow. one of the ones that we edited together, so there's kind of like a, it, it shifts a little bit, but I fucked up a part. <laughs> I fucked up one part early, but it didn't really it didn't really matter that much, but it was a funny. I thought it was a funny episode, I'll tell them, so. Yeah, it was pretty funny. There was a lot of, I honestly had to, I had to configure a lot of shit that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot going on with it that's for sure i had uh i had, to, I had a couple spots i had to really put a lot of shit together to make it sound right yeah see my issue is if i realize i've started off wrong i have a habit of starting a word and not saying cut and then not finishing the word yeah so it sounds super choppy and i was like like i'm like splicing together like i'll say the word twice in two different sentences i'll cut off the middle and i'll kind of like continue the word together yeah that's that's what <laughs> Doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets kind of rough. It's funny, but uh, we made it happen. I, I thought that was a good episode. So yeah, I'll listen to that tomorrow. And maybe we'll walk out of the studio thinking this episode didn't come together well. Maybe it'll be very popular. I hope so. Keep listening to the show. Keep spreading it around. Force your parents to listen. Yes, force everybody you know to listen. My mother does listen. My father listens on and off again. Tim listens though. Awesome. That's something. Oh, we're kind of fiddling out outside of that. I've got a lot of people at work that then they know I have a podcast and they really want to listen to it. And I keep <laughs> telling them no. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of people I don't tell at work about it because I don't want them listening to it. But. Yeah, but it's not like it's that bad of content. No, it's not. Like I feel like every episode comes out, it's like, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna say? <laughs> Unless they come and assassinate me because I'm talking about aliens too much. But that's true. Anyways, uh, oh shit. On that note, I think that tells us everything we need to know. It's time to get the hell out of here. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. Peace. Starting last February, after a three-year career with the company Zweedlyly. Fuck. Cut. Sorry. Excuse me. It's spelled Z-U-I-Z-U-L-I-Y. Zulily. Spell it again. Z U. L I L Y Zulily The affidavit fuck cut The affidavit alleges Castro ran into a series of schemes Not every episode's a home one oh fuck cut cut We do work night shifts people Yeah not every episode's going to be a home run but uh From what? Cut. <laughs> I have so much written down. I don't even know where to fucking begin with this Sure, shit. sure. So, where was I at with this? Let me know. If you want me to start this one off, let me know. Can I do something real quick? Sure. Sorry. I thought about this. I want to try something. No, this is not the appropriate time for this. <laughs> no, you're good. Anyways, you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying that. So that's funny. Anyways, what else do you got today, sir? This uh, this was published January thirteenth. This might be the most ridiculous news story I've ever read. This is from Unilad. Oh. Judge was caught masturbating 15 times in court during trials. <laughs> can we play that during our episode? I guess we can. We, yeah. Okay. We'll go with it. Children, viewer discretion is advised. We probably should have ran that prior to running this. Cut. All right. To the children out there listening, viewer discretion is advised. This might be the most controversial news story we've ever ran on the podcast. Possibly. Judge was caught masturbating 15 times in court during trial. <laughs> Where was this at? <laughs> We're going to be getting into it here. Oh, God. A former judge who masturbated with a penis pump during trials was... <laughs> This is real, I promise. A former judge who masturbated with a penis pump during trials was sentenced to four years in prison. The Oklahoma judge spent 23 years on the bench and was allegedly caught using the device under his robe. (laughs) God damn it. It's ridiculous. (laughs) 
Donald Thompson was forced to retire in 2004 and was later sentenced in 2006. Aged 59 at the time, Thompson was convicted of four felony counts of indecent exposure in his Greek County courtroom and was also ordered to pay a $40,000 fine. His former court reporter, Lisa Foster, told authorities that she apparently saw Thompson use the device on almost a daily basis during the August 2003 murder trial, which saw a man accused of shaking a toddler to death. Oh my God, that's actually <laughs> even worse. That's insane. She recalled the murder... Um, cut. She recalled the murdered toddler's grandfather giving an emotional testimony while getting real teary-eyed, and the judge was up there pumping on that pump. <laughs> <laughs> it was sickening the court reporter said Foster also claimed that she saw the judge expose himself at, expose himself at least 15 times from 2001 to 2003 he was eventually caught as people in the courtroom would hear the shh, shh sound of the air rushing through the penis pump after which <laughs> <laughs> after which police decided to take a picture of the sex device under his desk I was really shocked and kind of scared because it was so bizarre, Foster said. Judge Thompson said the penis pump was given to him for as a 50th birthday. <laughs> God. God. Judge Thompson said the penis pump was given to him as a 50th birthday gift from a close friend he went fishing with. I'm assuming that's not all that they did together. Probably not. The married father of three testified, It wasn't something I was hiding. In 2020 hindsight, I should have thrown it away. He said that he might have absentmindedly squeezed the pump's handle while on the bench, but never used it to pleasure himself. <laughs> what? At the time, Carmelia Brossett, a senior probation officer for the state of for the State Department of Corrections, also said Thompson's denial of the offense would likely present difficulty. Cut. That was weird. Thompson's denial of the offense would likely present difficulty, if not inability for treatment providers to provide meaningful and beneficial sex offender treatment. His criminal behavior is not only socially unacceptable, but is an affront to the judicial branch of government and the legal profession the court concluded. It goes on, but... I, I think is, we, we, we've gathered all that we need this is for the story. probably the most ridiculous news story I've ever found in my life. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. All I can say is I got done serving on jury duty today, or the, uh, this week. Yeah, how'd that go? I did not get called into the courtroom either time, and I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> because I would not want to be in a courtroom after hearing that story. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'll tell you what. If we if we ran this news story a week prior, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would be sitting there <laughs> wondering what the judge was doing behind the behind the podium. <laughs> like this guy, no pun intended. This guy has some balls. What the fuck is wrong with this, this guy? guy? Has some. Oh, 